What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. In 2022, there were only 15 days when police did not shoot and kill someone in the United States, according to a Washington Post database. Also, according to the Washington Post, this year, law enforcement has murdered 529 folks. That is an increase of 54 people since our last roundup. And we don't even know most of their names. There were no marches, rallies, rebellions, or hashtags for them. Most of their families grieved in silence and solitude. It is critical to understand that police murders are just the tip of an egregious iceberg of transgressions against our people. Law enforcement serves as a militarized occupying army in our communities and neighborhoods. They racially profile, sexually assault, and wrongfully incarcerate our people. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law and Disorder, we kick off our Thursdays with a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment serves to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of July 11, 2023. The Los Angeles County Sheriffs have struck again, and I do mean struck literally. On July 13th in 2022, just before midnight in the city of Palmdale, sheriff deputies carried out a traffic stop when they noticed a car driving without its headlights switched on. After stopping the vehicle, deputies say they smelled alcohol and found four women and three infants inside the car, along with the male driver. The women were holding the babies in their laps rather than being in car seats. Look, I get this is unsafe. I know it probably raises the ire of some of you when you hear it. I also remember being a young mother and how much my daughter would cry in the car and how much I wanted to just hold her when it felt like she would die if I didn't pick her up. Regardless, what happened next did nothing to make those babies any safer. One sheriff deputy began to try to rip the infant child just three weeks old out of the mother's arms. Quote, you're not taking my baby. I'm not about to let you take my baby, she said. She pled with officers as they surrounded her during a traffic stop. Amid the struggle, a male deputy raised his arm. He then punched the woman twice in the face as she held the baby. This is according to Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna, who spoke at a news conference last Wednesday. She was still holding the infant in one of her arms, he said, when she was struck in the face. That That's what my observation is. The woman was then placed in handcuffs. You heard me say this occurred in 2022. The Sheriff's Department has managed to keep this incident under wraps for an entire year, y'all. According to Sheriff Luna, the deputy whose identity was not disclosed because, you know, protect the perpetrators, has been removed from field duty. He said the incident has been referred to the district attorney for quote unquote criminal consideration. We all know how that goes. And that the Los Angeles FBI office has also been alerted. FBI, that screams safety. Source, Jennifer Hassan, The Washington Post. A 2020 police shooting was at the center of a march on Sunday. Demonstrations were demanding justice for Tafara Williams, a mother of three who was gravely injured in October 2020 when she was shot by a police officer. Her boyfriend, Marcellus Stinnett, was also shot and he was killed. I wish you could see the faces of these young people. In fact, Google them. These young people whose lives were stolen, smiling young, beautiful black faces no longer here, stolen by a proven violent and deadly apparatus that they keep telling us keeps us safe. Video of the encounter released shows the officer who fired the shots activated his body camera after the shooting. The cop has been fired from his job and charge, but has yet to go to trial a whole year later. Source, Fox 32 Chicago. 
One man is dead while a woman remains hospitalized following a police shooting Sunday morning. In news releases from the two departments, the Doña Ana County Sheriff's Office and Las Cruces Police Department said police shot and killed a 43-year-old man and injured a 30-year-old woman. The cops said the incident began when deputies at a Circle K noticed a truck pulling a utility trailer exiting uh, Interstate 25. The release said the trailer had a blown tire but did not say how or if deputies attempted to stop the vehicle. Why is a blown tire worth a pursuit, she asked, puzzled. The release did say that deputies pursued the truck to the Delray and Settlers Pass intersection about five miles away. Five miles? How blown was this tire? Or was it blown at all? Doing the pursuit, New Mexico State Police Officers and Border Patrol agents joined the chase. No one has yet been able to explain why the extra officers joined the chase. The cops say, the cops say, that at some point the man driving the truck pulled out a gun and shot at officers. They say that a lot. This, of course... Uh, helps them justify returning fire. At the outside of the shooting, the man and woman were taken to an El Paso hospital. The man died and the woman's condition remains unknown. Source, Justin Garcia, Las Cruces Sun News. Columbus Division of Police and the Franklin County Sheriff's Office released body-worn camera and dash cam footage Thursday showing police confronting, shooting, and murdering a man. Officials say shot at Sheriff's Deputy at an apartment complex on July 8th. During a joint press conference, officials from CPD and the Sheriff's Office say police and a deputy shot and killed 45-year-old Antoine Lindsay after a brief standoff. Four officers are on administrative leave, read paid vacation, while the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation investigates the case. Fox is in the hen house. No officers were shot by Lindsay. In body cam footage, what appears to be Lindsay's firearm is seen on the ground for at least 40 seconds before officers tase Lindsay. As he appeared to fall to the ground away from the gun, officers on the other side of the door fired at him. So, no gun in hand, no gun pointed at cops, tased and on the floor. Then they fired. The names of the officers nor the sheriff's deputy have been released because, you know, they who needs to be protected. Police are citing Marcy's Law, which classifies officers in situations like this as victims of crimes and protects their identities from being released publicly. Police blurred the faces and badges of the officers and the deputy and also redacted audio where their names were said. Source, George Shillock, WVXU. Edited body camera footage released by the Stockton Police Department Thursday shows that 20-year-old Jaden Durand Mixon was shot and killed just six seconds after two officers arrived in a patrol car on June 4th. The roughly nine-minute long video starts with audio excerpts from 911 calls dispatchers received minutes before the fatal shooting. The encounter began at 7.48 p.m., according to cops, when a woman who was in the area told dispatchers she saw a man running into oncoming traffic and attempting to carjack a driver. After the two audio excerpts, the video shows footage captured by a nearby business camera. In the footage, Mixon is seen pointing what appears, we're not sure, but what appears to be a gun toward a vehicle passing by, then proceeds to walk into the street. Further footage from a city traffic camera shows Mixon pull an object out of his waistband while standing on the roadway. Two officers arrive on the scene. Mixon drops the object, raises his arm above his head briefly, then runs to retrieve the object and points it toward the officers. This is clearly a man in mental distress, clearly a call that required mental health professionals. Because the footage is grainy, it's unclear what he had in his waistband. One cop's body camera footage shows the encounter, but no audio was captured during the first 21 seconds after officers exit the vehicle, including the moment when Mixon was fatally shot multiple times. When the audio begins, Mixon's body is lying on the street, and one cop can be heard asking the other if he has his camera on. 
According to the Stockton Police Department's general order regarding body cameras, officers are required to wear body cameras and they must be turned on at the beginning of their shifts before being assigned to the first call for service or taking any proactive enforcement strategy. However, audio is not recorded until the officer activates the body camera. Upon activation, audio and video will turn on, but the camera has a buffer, a video without audio for the first 30 seconds after the camera is activated. Listen, y'all, this is why these reform tools, these reform tools are never going to get us to a place, right, where policing this country is safe. It is tinkering around the edges. We need to dismantle the whole thing and start over. Body cameras, cultural competency trainings, hiring cops from the local community, none of that is going to get us to where it is. Policing cannot be fixed. It is not broken. Both officers have returned to duty after a brief paid vacation. However, the department is conducting an internal use of force review and a multi-agency critical incident investigation is ongoing. Oh boy. Source, Hannah Workman, recordnet.com. The Orlando Police Department has released the body-worn camera video of the police shooting that resulted in the death of 26-year-old Derek Diaz. The family of Diaz has been calling for the release of the video since the shooting on July 3rd. Chief Eric Smith said this started as a drug investigation. He said the police were investigating a man seen in a car, and they say that man made a move that looked like he was going for a gun. God, I'm so tired of this excuse. Smith said that caused an officer to shoot at him. As of the last update, police have not found a gun in the car. Surprise, surprise. Sonia Navas says she doesn't know how her five-year-old daughter will move forward without their dad. They are preparing for his funeral. The mother says she was upset. She did cry, but she's five years old, so she's taking it better than the adults. It's still hard for her to understand. I do want to get her counseling and make sure she's okay. She's never going to be okay. This will be with her for the rest of her life. Diaz's family watched the body camera video for the first time on Wednesday. The video was so sickening to watch, I threw up while watching it, Nava said. In the video, you see Diaz sitting in his car parked on a street. Uh, Then three officers see him, thought he was involved in possible drug activity. We just keep hearing the word narcotic. I do want to say that Derek had a medical marijuana card. He suffered with anxiety, an attorney for the family said. Diaz's hands were on the steering wheel when he moved his right hand toward the console. Officers say they thought he was reaching for a gun, that famous I feared for my life excuse for murder. In less than a minute of them approaching Diaz, one cop shot him. Detectives, as I've said, never found a gun at the scene. Diaz's family says the video does not give them any answers and all they want is justice and a fair investigation. The question is, was that reasonable conduct for the officer during those circumstances? The standard is not whether the officer was correct in believing that there was a life-threatening emergency going on. The question is whether it was reasonable conduct for the officer under the circumstances. To shoot a man they saw reaching for something they had no idea what it was who had posed no threat to anyone. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump was representing the family. Diaz's funeral is on Friday. Source, West Channel 2 News. The Vallejo Police Department released body camera footage on Wednesday of a police shooting that happened on June 27th. Police responded to a gas station on the 1400 block of Springs Road at about 4 a.m. for reported burglary. And Officer Brad Kim shot Jamiza Kittel in the face, police said. The dash cam and body cam videos were first shown at a town hall on Wednesday. The video shows Kim approaching a car with his gun drawn. The truck drives forward and strikes Kittel before crashing into a pole in a parking lot across the street. The crash can be seen in video. Kim fired four shots and Kittle was struck in the mouth. It is unclear whether the shots were fired before or after the officer was hit by the car. Kittle was handcuffed and taken into jail with a bullet in his face. 
The town hall held by the city had a relatively small crowd. Some in attendance questioned why it would happen at a time when most people were at work, and the department's interim police chief, Jason Toss, said it was the only time available. Open Vallejo reported that the city withheld additional surveillance footage that would have shown other angles of the incident. Of course they did. It's VPD. Source, Cron4 News. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of July 11, 2023. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 1990s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our sites at kpfa.org. A shout-out to my producer, Jesse Strauss, who helps curate the content for these segments. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.